well, well. Here we have Kevin Hart stepping out of something that is, I don't want to say too unlike him, but it is definitely something he hasn't done before. And it's something that we don't really know him for, which is this role in fatherhood, which is more of a drama-related role, and not really too comedic. Like, it has its funny moments, but it's really not meant to be a comedy. It's more of a drama. And before I really get into my feelings about the film in and of itself, I just want to get into a little bit of uh, what its backstory is, because it's very uh, interesting. So... I watched it over the weekend um, twice. The second time it was because uh, my wife couldn't finish it, so she only got to the halfway point, so we put it on again uh, so she could finish the film. And both times sitting through it, I was just completely dumbstruck. It is such a great story. It is such a tremendous film. And weirdly, I mean, not even weirdly, more uh, upsettingly enough, it's based on a true story, in fact. Uh, The man... Uh, Matt Laughlin, who the film is based off of, in real life is actually a person who has a um, a blog and who wrote a book, which is a memoir that the movie is based off of, called Two Kisses for Maddie, A Memoir of Loss and Love. So now, the the weird thing is that the, f- the film came out this year, uh, just about a week ago, and the the book, I believe it's 2011 that it came out, and it's based off of the incidents that happened to this man over the course of that two, three, or four year period um, from 2008 to 2011, you know, raising his daughter after the tragic loss of his wife, who was only alive for one full day before she passed away. So the funny thing is that the only other film I can think of that touched base on a story like this is Jersey Girl by Kevin Smith, uh, but that's when the wife dies in childbirth, which is also very, unfortunately, very common. It's not really spoken about a lot, but that is a very common, unfortunate thing that happens during childbirth sometimes. There are always complications that should be taken into consideration, and you always need to be aware of those and just make sure you are prepared for, you know, all of the procedures that have to happen, and you make sure you're safe and you're healthy, and it's always about just keeping yourself, you know, um, calm in scenarios like that. So, when this happened to this man, he started this, not only this journey of expressing, you know, his loss and his grief and kind of speaking to the world of single parenthood as a man, especially as a man 12 years ago, 13 years ago when this happened to him. So, it was a kind of a different world, kind of a different atmosphere then, and that is really portrayed in this film as well, and I'll get into that in a second, but he also started... A, uh, a non-profit organization called the Liz Laughlin Foundation, which helps um, single parents financially, helps them, you know, with single parenthood. And that's it's named after his late wife. And so when you think about the idea that this not only is such a great film, but the fact that it's based on a relatively true story about a man that this really happened to, it's just, it's just even... It adds just a little bit extra layer of sadness to it because... It's very unfortunate what happens to the character in the film, and then to just see that that's some, that happened to somebody in real life. And this is, of course, you know, an, probably an over-dramatization version of that story, 
because it's a movie, you know, it's obvious, you know, whenever it says based on a true story, that doesn't mean it's 100% accurately a true story or the actual events of what happened. But it did essentially happen to this man, and that's very upsetting to be in that in that scenario. Especially even a fraction of it is remotely a one a, a, accurate to what was actually what he went through. Like the very first couple of minutes is just so heartbreaking because it does this back and forth between um, the wife's funeral. And them in the hospital, and them getting ready for the pregnancy, and them understanding that because of certain complications, she has to now have a C-section. Which, in and of itself, is just a traumatic event for a woman, because a lot of the times, not every woman is prepared to do that, nor do they want to do that. So the fact that it's kind of being medically forced on her, you know, adds a little bit of, um, I guess you could say, tension to the environment as well because they're sitting there having to change their plans because of you know unseen complications so they go through the c-section everything's fine and then you know they're in the in the hospital room and they're talking and they're so happy to have the baby and they show scenes of him holding the baby and the mother holding the baby and the grandmother and the uh, the grandfather showing up and meeting everybody, and it's just a very nice, heartwarming scene. It goes back and forth between that and him dealing with people at the um, at the funeral that he's holding at his home, and then it goes back to the hospital, and you see the actual event that of what happened, what happens to the mother, and the thing is, is that it's very abrupt. Nobody expected it, and while he's sitting there trying to f- help them figure it out and trying to be there for his wife there is a nurse shoving him out of the room and all he wants is answers. He wants to know what's going on and he doesn't get that. So he shoved out of the room. They closed the door. They tried to like revive her. And unfortunately it doesn't, it, it doesn't take, she winds up passing away due to, I believe they said an embolism, uh, a brain aneurysm, something like that. I can't remember hundred percent off the top of my head what actually was the case, but it was something that was very sudden and something they couldn't control and they couldn't bring her back from. But now you see this very tense scene where all he wants is answers, but he's getting shoved out of the room. So he doesn't even get to, like, be there to, like, for his wife. And the next time he hears anything, it's the doctor coming out of the room he was excluded from to tell him, you know, hey, we're sorry, we couldn't do anything. So, and to see just the, 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 the tremendous acting talent from Kevin Hart... And I think that's what, I don't know if anybody else could have done this and I would have felt the same because it is a very tragic story and it is told very, very well. And again, like I said, if any of it is remotely close to what the reality of it was, it's definitely portrayed in a manner that I'm not going to lie. I watched it twice. There were many, many moments throughout the film that I cried all the time. And that could be because, you know, I'm also at that age where I'm me and my wife were trying to start a family. You know, I I'm a person who uh, overthinks a lot. I'm a person who thinks about you know all the various random things you know in the world, what could happen, what couldn't happen, what's possible, what's reality, what's fiction, things like that, things of that nature. My brain is constantly going a thousand miles a minute. So being that that I'm looking at him and I'm looking at that, I immediately create this relationship with him. And I'm pretty sure a lot of women can feel that way too when they see these characters of mothers portrayed in certain films. They see a little bit of themselves in that character. So I 
I only I not only had that emotional connection with the character of Kevin Hart, but it's Kevin Hart in and of himself. Like we're talking about the dude who has, you know, nine different comedy specials right now. He's been in so many fantastic comedic roles from Jumanji to Central Intelligence to The Ride Along. He's just done so many good movies that you're just expecting Kevin Hart. And you know Kevin Hart because I'm not going to say that all of his roles are fantastic. He does have the speaking role in the Pets film, The Secret Life of Pets. I actually don't appreciate him in that film. I don't think that's a good role for him simply because I don't think he was a character. I think he was just himself as a bunny. And I feel like that's a little, like, there's something about that that's not good. It doesn't come off well, to me at least. I was just expecting, you know, to see characters. And I saw all these characters, and then I saw Kevin Hart as a bunny. Because the Kev- the bunny talks like Kevin Hart. So I'm not watching an animated, make-fun character. I'm watching Kevin Hart as a bunny. So that I can't disconnect from that because Kevin Hart is a very particular type of comedic style that comes out in a lot of his roles, and sometimes it fits, but for the Pets film, I just felt like it didn't fit. But there is none of that in this film. The role he takes on in this film is void of anything you've experienced from Kevin Hart or anything you've seen Kevin Hart in. Like, don't go into this and expect, like, you know comedy Kevin Hart, like Kevin Hart that we saw make a cameo in 40-Year-Old Virgin, Kevin Hart from uh, Central Intelligence, Kevin Hart playing a 16-year-old girl in Jumanji. Don't expect any of that. Expect a very serious actor. And I said it on my Instagram, I've said it to everybody who I've spoken to about the movie so far, Kevin Hart makes this film... This is a very breakout role for him, to, in my perspective, because it breaks him out of the cast typing. This shows that he can do something way more serious than probably anything he's done before, which will hopefully land him more serious roles moving forward, and I think it's well-deserved. From every aspect of him being a father, to him trying to date again, to him dealing with his job, you know, and being you know, a single father, raising his daughter... In this world where, you know, he's constantly getting, I'm not going to say like badgered, but everyone always has like a really, a real snarky comment to give him. And he's just, he's defeated. You see these instances where he just feels defeated and he expresses it with his emotion and his, and his dialogue that you really do understand because it doesn't seem like it's fake. It doesn't seem like he's acting. It's all it's 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 very out of his repertoire of what we're so used to him. And that by itself just draws you to the film because you want to see him go through this whole thing. You want to experience this with him because you're so used to him making you laugh that you're actually watching something where he's making you cry. And you're like, Kevin Hart's making me cry? Really? Why is Kevin Hart making me cry? The son of a bitch. And the film is just, it's a tremendous accomplishment for him. It's a fantastic story. It's a very upsetting story. And I just, I, I don't have any any sort of negatives really about it. I, I feel that everything that the story depicts, I don't think there's anything that's really filler you know, I mean, uh, I guess if I would have any sort of critique, the girl he eventually winds up dating, her name is also Liz. You know, that's probably something that would be a little traumatizing. Again, I don't know if that's 
has any sort of root in reality or in uh, the man Matt's actual life. But I do feel like that might have been a little bit like, oh, did did did, did her name have to be Liz? Did did you have to like really like take that jab to you know name her after his dead wife? Because the other thing is. The, the movie progresses, I'm not going to say it progresses fast, but it does do a time jump, like four years, where he's like, she's a little bit older, so he has more of a an interaction with her on a level that she can actually, like, speak, and she isn't just a baby, and, you know, that whole interaction is very heartwarming in and of itself, but it also shows that the man really never had an opportunity to grieve. He never had an opportunity to let the things pass. So even though it is five years after, like, her death, he couldn't have a moment where he could stop and actually let himself move on. Let 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 it pass. Let it be something that he could actually, you know, like, because we've all experienced loss in some way or another where we can have this this disconnect for a little bit. We can have this ability to kind of allow our thoughts to kind of melt and even though it is a slow melt it still melts away you know our our own depression and despair but when the film kind of takes that point where it's her funeral it's the birth it's the funeral it's him grieving the grief is really only a couple of minutes because he goes right back into work within a couple of days and he's just like i can't you know be home you know, I have to, you know, I, I have a daughter, I have to work to, you know, provide for her, you know, if you allow me to work from home, I'll work from home as long as I can take care of my daughter as well. And, you know, he's uh, like an uh, architect, like a digital architect of some kind, and the, his boss is very, very uh, understanding of it. So obviously that worked out for him in the long run because he has the same job during the time jump. But he just goes right back to work and he just becomes this single father. And he's getting badgered by his mother-in-law and people don't believe that he can raise the kid. And they're like, you have to move back to Minnesota or whatever. And he's like, I can't. I have this really good job here. I'm not going to be able to find a job that pays me like my job here pays me. So I have to stay here to support my family. And this is where me and my wife lived. Like I look at every corner of this house and I see her. So I'm not willing to give that up to just have somebody to help me raise my daughter. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but I'm going to do it. And just that strength, being that he has that much strength, it's just, it overshadows his ability to say that he should be given time to stop and actually, like, grief. To actually live in the moment where he could have some time to just let his let his wife's memory just kind of, you know not pass on, but allow him to pass on from being so, being so caught up in it. Because it just, if you don't get that opportunity, then it's going to sit with you for a very, very long time. And they represent that very, very well. And I really, besides the whole girlfriend being named after the wife thing, I really don't have anything negative to say about this film. I think it's tremendous from start to finish. I think... Kevin Hart does a wonderful job. I think the the little girl who plays his daughter, this is only the second thing I've seen her in. Uh, the other thing being that uh, the show on Amazon, um, Them, I believe it's called, the, the horror show Them. She's the, the youngest daughter in that show. She's tremendous in the show. She's tremendous in this film. And I do think, you know, being a young actress, I think she does have a long way to go if she keeps acting and keeps picking up roles like this. I think she, she'll go places as well. 
And it's just a great film. And if you have Netflix and you haven't sat down with it, I really suggest you do. You will not be disappointed.